What's up, motherfuckers? How you all doing tonight? This is Robin O'Neill, and, um, God, whoo, I don't even know where to begin. I'm exhausted. I am unmotivated. I just got out of the shower. I have wet hair. Um, I have something itchy on my hands. I know you thought I was going to say something else since I just talked about being in the shower, but it's just my palm of my hand has these little bumps that are itchy. And um, I'm here, and we're going to come in hot tonight with an early episode. And I hope I get extra credit. I hope I get all the bonus points for uh, not waiting till after Thursday for a change. Sorry, I'm trying to balance this situation I've got going here. Um, You guys, I've been recording all week to you, so you're going to get snippets from the week. That's number one. I am now in my living room. I am clean. I do think cleanliness is next to godliness. No one ever responds to that when I say that and then I ask, do you guys agree? I would love to know if you agree. I really believe in that phrase. I love that phrase. Cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't know why I like it so much. All I know is that when I'm fully clean, I think there's nothing better. I remember always feeling that like that when I was a kid even. I feel like my dad feels that way too. Because I've noticed he's never skipped a shower in his entire life. Not once. I guarantee if I asked my dad, he would tell me he's never skipped a shower. I remember, you know, during the pandemic when everyone was talking about how they never showered and um, everyone was really concerned about that or, or like living it up. It depended on the person. I remember talking to you guys about it and I was getting a little concerned. I was like, I don't know. I do not feel like taking... I was in this weird place where I didn't want to take showers And then my friend Cindy, shout out to Cindy Long Studios there in Dallas, Texas. Cindy wrote in, thank God, she wrote to me and said, that is totally fine as long as you change your underwear. And I thought, well, that's good advice. Like, because I was changing, I think I was changing it (laughs) for the most part. But now I think about that every single morning. I'm like, no matter what I do, I'm changing my underwear. So, but then I'm also kind of thinking like, what? do I do? Cause I often take showers at night now. So do I, like I did just now. So do I, I mean, so then I'm putting on new underwear at night and it's not like things are getting wild or anything, um, in the underwear overnight. I mean, not every night anyway. <laughs> so what do I do? I mean, like just, I guess, you know what, here's the deal. I have plenty of underwear. I should change my underwear as much as humanly possible. I think we all should. Just like we should all floss our teeth, which I'm going to talk about later in the podcast. I cannot catch my breath. I don't know if I like accidentally slipped myself some, um, I almost said cocaine, (laughs) but I meant to say caffeine. Caffeine is basically my cocaine. Can you even imagine me on cocaine? I've always said this about myself, like, oh my God, if I didn't have a heart problem, I would be the most amazing person on cocaine. I feel like I mean, again, I do not believe in drugs. I I really don't. Like, not that kind of drug anyway. Um, I don't believe in many drugs. I really don't. I do believe that marijuana heals people, so I'm all for that. But um, other than that, and I kind of have a thing. Like, I would love to experience sleeping pills only because that just sounds fantastic. And anytime I've taken an Advil PM, I'm in heaven. And, oh, my God, my favorite thing I've ever experienced truly is... When I get knocked out before a surgery, 
I live for that moment. So whatever that is, I mean, no wonder Michael Jackson was in love with that whole thing. Isn't that what he was on? Some sort of um, anesthesia drug or something? I mean, if, I don't know. So anyway, what I'm saying is I'm so not a drug person. Again, just a reminder, I was president and founder of Mustangs Against Drinking and Drugs at Grapevine High School. That's who I am. That's who I was. That's who I will always be. I am that bitch. (laughs) Um, And again, just a reminder that the only people who showed up were my alcoholic and druggy friends. And they just sat there and made fun of me. And nobody except the sponsor was there for any serious reason. So like the teacher sponsor. So anyway, that's the story of my life. I'm going to stop talking. This is the intro. I have no idea what I'm going to read to you later. But I'm going to plug in some um, moments from the week, and I hope you guys are doing well. It's a, it's a new week. It's a, well, no, it's the end of the week, Robin. So anyway, it's a new midweek, and, um, you know, we're all doing our best. That's just my little reminder, because it's so easy to get all worked up about other people's behaviors, but when you really think about being non-judgmental and just knowing that everybody's doing their best, I mean, like, look at yourself. Are you doing that great? Probably not. No offense. I'm just speaking from experience being a human being. It's, you know, we're not all fantastic. That's just how it is. So I don't know what to say. I've got a lot on my mind. So, okay, goodbye. More to come. Okay, really quick. I just went to grab the book I want to read to you guys later. And, you know, I was just talking about cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, I walk in the bedroom, which is near the bathroom, And when I get near to the bathroom, the smell of like the shower in the best way possible, like the body wash or the shampoo or something I used smelled so good. And normally you don't smell yourself in that way. You smell someone else. And I notice this all the time with some friends of mine who I was close enough to see them after they got out of the shower. I mean, not unclothed, but they come out of the shower and their hair is kind of wet or whatever. And you smell that they're clean products on them. Oh my God. I, I've always just absolutely loved that. And I don't know that it's possible to really smell it on yourself. But anyway, I just smelled the the thing in the shower, the good smells of the shower when I walked by. And it was just delightful. That's all I want to say. Something so weird keeps happening to me where my like when I've just had water let's say in the last two hours all I've had is water from my regular clean canteen that I always drink out of that I always keep clean but my lips always taste like salt and I swear to god I even felt a salt crystal like a couple of them in my mouth like on the inside of my lips (laughs) it's so weird it just happened to me this has been happening to me for about two weeks and it makes me think I'm developing like I don't know, salt ducts or something coming out of my skin? What if I just developed... I love salt so much, and I do love salt. What if I loved salt so much that my mouth now produces its own salt? (laughs) This kind of reminds me of that creepy time. This happened, actually, I think when I even had the podcast, so I probably mentioned it on here if you've been listening a long time, but... One time I remember I was sitting, for some reason I was sitting really still, which is not like me, but I remember just kind of being really so tired I couldn't move. And I was on a chair in front of my TV and my arms were on the um, arms of the chair. So they were resting a little bit outside of my body, right? And I had on a tank top. And all of a sudden on the 
you know, front part of my arm, like right kind of near my wrist, there was a drop of water that just appeared. Um, and there was no leak in the ceiling. I mean, I fully checked it out because it was so weird that I was just like, where the hell could that have ever come from? And I have never figured it out. It was so crazy. Oh my God, that reminds me of Rain Boy, my favorite Unsolved Mysteries episode. Have you guys heard of Rain Boy? Um, so Rain Boy was this <laughs> this guy. What's his real name? Hold on. I think his name was like Donnie or Devon or something. Hold on. Rain Boy Unsolved Mysteries. I think his name was Donnie. Donnie Decker. Don Decker. Yeah. I just call him Donnie. You know, he and I are close. So it's Donnie. I did look into finding him because I was like, I want to write him fan letters. I can't remember. He was also like arrested a while after this all happened. But anyway, Don Decker was a guy who wherever he would go, it would rain, even if it was inside of a house (laughs) and he couldn't control it. And he wanted to stop it, but he but he couldn't. So I had like cry boy or something. I was cry girl where I had one tear fall onto my arm. Anyway, God, that was a lot. Salt mouth. What did I start with? Salt mouth, cry boy arm, cry girl arm, and Donnie Decker, rain boy. So you like podcasts, huh? I thought I was really cool for eating outside on my picnic bench, which I do love. Picnic bench? Picnic table. Um, However, I forget that bugs are annoying. This is like the only day we've had where it's not raining and the sun is sort of out. You can hear birds. But the thing is, is that we have so many wasps around our house that all I'm doing is being terrified that a wasp is going to bite me. I know they don't really bite you unless you, I don't step on them accidentally, or I don't know. I have, okay, one time I went into my bathroom. This was in Houston. And, you know, I don't think you normally look at the ground when you're getting into your shower. But I was getting into the shower, and all of a sudden, my the bottom of my foot was killing me. I had no idea what happened. It was a hornet. Um, a hornet had, I had stepped on a hornet. And he, and when you see this hornet, this hornet was probably, I'm putting it out, putting my fingers out to try to estimate, three inches big. It was insane. So anyway, but I am having a good time. Today was the Johnny Depp trial. And I don't think I've mentioned it, but I've been pretty invested in it in the last couple of weeks. Um, have any of you guys been watching? Here's one. Here's a wasp right here. It just landed on my little lantern that I have as a centerpiece on this picnic table and went away. So I know I'm okay, but it's just disturbing. Also, you know, I have Invisalign. And how they do Invisalign is they put little, they're called, what do they call them? Dots or something? Buttons. They call them buttons. And the buttons are attached to your teeth. So you have these like really weird feeling bumps on your teeth like it's almost like a mountain range a rough mountain range on the front side of your teeth and that's how 
they attach to the Invisalign to start pulling your teeth in the right direction. Um, I've only been doing it for a month and already my teeth look so much better. It's crazy. Like I didn't have, we didn't have enough money to do braces when we were kids. So both my brother and I, we always got to, with insurance, go to the dentist every six months though. And I loved going to the dentist. I still do. I'm obsessed with going to the dentist. It's so much fun. I think it's the only place I get compliments because even though I don't have perfect teeth at all, they're very crooked, especially on the bottom. Um, the dentist people always compliment my teeth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if everybody who works for a dentist just learns, hey, compliment people's teeth, but um, I don't think so because I've never had a cavity as I love to brag about. That's my number one brag is that I'm 45 and have no cavities. Um, and they always say, you must have thick enamel. You have thick enamel. Oh my God, good enamel. You're born with good enamel because you're either born with it or you're not. And that's the one good thing I'm born with. What are, what are some good things you guys are born with? I'm going to try to name three things good that I'm born with. Number one, I'm gentle to animals and I love animals. That's a good thing. I have great enamel, great thick enamel on my teeth. What else? Um, hmm. I mean, there's so much to choose from. I just can't decide. I think, I think I'm going to go with, God, everything just sounds so jerky if I say it out loud. But I do have some things I'd like to say out loud that I'm not saying out loud. I can't wait to hear your things. You guys write in or hit me up on Instagram in the comments of any of my posts. I'd love to hear it. That's Robin underscore O'Neill. Um, I'm going to go with sauces and dressings. Amazing amazing ability at making sauces and dressings. I think that I'm, yeah, I think I'm going with that. All right, you guys, that's enough. I think I brought up a million different, oh, the Johnny Depp trial. So anyway, Johnny Drep, Johnny Drep basically won. Um, Amber won one of her counts of defamation. But anyway, if you were any of you guys watching it, I'm going to say this as somebody who has dealt with loved ones who have addiction problems. Um, they both seem to have addiction issues. They, uh, Johnny Depp is clearly an alcoholic and basically says it, but then says he's fine with it. Um, so there's that, which is a huge problem. So you've got two people with addiction issues and codependency problems in a relationship, and it's going to get bad. So I've had a hard time like siding with either one of them. I think they both are toxic in their own ways from what I could tell. I really watched this. I've never cared about Johnny Depp. I do like Benny and June is a movie that is so not good, but I love it so much for some reason. Um, I think I even own it on DVD still. I've always loved that movie. Benny and June, and then what's the other one? I mean, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I kind of liked. I did like it, I guess. Um... But I've not seen one parrot, parrot, par Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, by the way, Amber Heard was trying to talk about parquet flooring at one point, and she called it parakeet flooring. You guys have to look that up. You also have to look up when Johnny Depp uh, shows his lawyer next to him a drawing he's making. Because the whole time he's working, he's like writing. I don't know. I didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, you know, there's a way people look when they draw. And Johnny has that going on. And I'm like, is he seriously sitting in this courtroom just drawing the whole time? I certainly would be drawing. 
the whole time if I was in the courtroom. I mean, anytime I'm sitting anywhere, I want to be drawing, really, or crocheting. Oh, I would have crocheted my heart out. Can you imagine how much you could get done? I also saw the last person in the courtroom today. You want to know who it was? The courtroom artist. He was sitting there. You know why? Because it takes forever to pick up all your shit when you're an artist. We are always stuck in places for too long because of that, if you bring your stuff with you. Anyway, um, everyone else just has a folder or box, but you've got like many little things all over the place. I saw that guy. I was really feeling for him. Um, so anyway, my take on it, if you want to know, and nobody, I'm probably you're bored out of your mind hearing me talk about this. This is the most like norm core thing I've ever been into is this Johnny Depp trial, but it really was. I hate, I hate that I fell victim to how fascinating it is to see famous people uh, explain their lives. I mean, it was nuts. It, the whole thing, I could go on and on, and I'm sure most people could. Um, but yeah, they're both seriously problematic people. I think that I just told um, Damien and our friend Josh this. I was asking myself the whole time, like, what is the moral of this story? What do we all need to take from this? And my main takeaway is that, I don't know how to say it, but basically when you're, when you are kind and basically good to people for the most part, nobody's perfect, but when you're basically kind and good, um, you're going to be all right. But if you just act like a total and complete asshole for the majority of your life, and the people in your life just don't like you and you haven't collected, you know, people who are close to you and who care about you and think you're, you know, think you're a basically decent human being. Um, if you haven't done that and you just act like a jerk for the majority of your life, I mean, you're going to have some serious problems. And that seems so basic and obvious, but it's not. Um, so, yeah everything's going to be a problem when you act the way Amber Heard acted. I mean, yeah, you just, again, it's the company you keep. I remember that used to confuse me when I was younger. I remember specifically in high school, like my parents warning me. I was never around bad people, but I remember them. I don't remember why they said this. Maybe it was for my brother. I don't know, but remember the company you keep and nobody finishes that statement. <laughs> what is the rest of that statement? You always, because it starts with it. You are the company you keep. Is that it? Because everybody who was on Johnny's side was like a really good person and really um, seemed believable and genuine and liked him. But then this Amber Heard character, man, she had a bunch of losers. And then half of them didn't even come to support her. It was only her sister. And all the other friends, like best friends, don't even talk to her anymore. But listen, I have that problem too, so maybe I'm more of an Amber Heard. I don't know. I hope to God I'm not. I just have complicated things going on with friends. And, and, and admittedly, partially my fault. Maybe mainly my fault. I have no idea. I mean, I have my own thoughts. You'd have to hear the full stories. But, you know, I've grown um, out of some things. And I've... I don't know, but I'll tell you what, something about the Amber Heard trial and her lack of friendships really bummed me out. Now, I do have friends. I really, truly do. And I feel like I am very fortunate for the friends that I have. So I'm not trying to say I don't have any friends, but I don't know. I'm just being dramatic. Uh, I don't know. Now there's a bee 
and a wasp. Do they get along, bees and wasps? I don't know. Or are they like me and they don't have friends? Either of them. Um, all right, so I'm going to get back to eating. I have a rice bowl that consists of some zucchini, carrot, tomato, onion, okra, garlic, and kimchi that I sauteed up with some like garlic and chili. I don't know what you call that. The crunchy garlic chili oil or whatever. And then um, a little amino acids. And I think that's it. And then I also have right here a orange flavored bubbly sparkling water. This is the only time I get when you do Invisalign, you have very little time to eat. You only have two hours a day to be without your Invisaligns on. So you can't just snack, which is really hard on me. And you can't drink coffee and you can't do anything. You can only drink water. And otherwise, you have to go brush your teeth and floss your teeth. Like if you do want to eat, like let's say you want to just eat a banana. Well, are you prepared to, to spend about five minutes like cleaning your Invisaligns with a toothbrush and then, you know, brushing your teeth takes two minutes? Did I just complain about this last week too? I mean, I can, it's really on my mind. But okay, also, huge reminder for everybody. I know I say this a lot, but I want to just remind you and I have a reason for it. Now, I'm assuming all of you guys have pretty good dental hygiene, but if you aren't flossing, I'm going to say this one more time. Number one, it is just common sense. I, I made the conscious decision a few years back to just stop flossing. And even one year of not doing that really fucked my gums up to where now I'm paying for it. But I'm, I'm regressing or I'm, I'm actually fixing what I had um, damaged by flossing regularly. Now I have to floss every time I eat, so that helps. But so they, you know, when they do the gum check, it's like a number thing, like one, two, three, four, four, two. Well, I had a lot of fours, which is not good. They told me, let's do an estimate. I think I had like 20 fours last year. Well, this year I only had maybe one or two or something like that. So that's good news for me. But I'm just telling you the amount of problems you can have. And I, yes, I'm talking floss every day. I would even say twice a day. Um, and I've told you this too. What's crazy is just if you don't floss, just do this. Brush your teeth. Then, you know you think your teeth are clean, right? Like even spit, after you brush your teeth, this is, just spit into the sink and see if anything comes out. Cause it probably will. You'll probably see like a speck of rice or a piece of pepper come out of your mouth. Then if you floss right after that, you're gonna be shocked if you really examine what's going on. Cause there's more stuff coming out of your teeth. Okay, and then after that, when you think, okay, there's no way, then you might even floss a couple of them again where you see, okay, these are a little tight together. Maybe there's, this is where the things are getting stuck. All right, so you've flossed, you've double-checked all the places. Then you do mouthwash. Even more stuff comes out, even then sometimes. Now, I realize that I'm a broken record, and I've said this on here before, but just on the off chance someone who didn't hear me before is listening today, I want to say this, and I really care about you guys. Not only do I care... If you're getting enough sleep and drinking enough water. I think I care more about this than the water thing or the sleep thing for that matter. Um, I don't know why, but I just deeply care about it. So, you know, do it. It sucks because when I, when I, when you count the hours, are you like me and you count the amount of minutes or hours a day spent just doing these things that responsible adults have to do for themselves? It's like, most of my day as I get older is spent just doing things that are nothing about it is fun. 
Although I have started to balance on one side of my body, like I'll balance on one foot when I brush the top and then I, of my teeth, and then I'll, when I'm brushing the bottom, I'll balance on the other side. Or I use my sink as like a um, ballet bar and I'll stretch out a little bit um, on each side when I switch sides. So I don't know. I guess you can try to make it fun. If anybody has any advice for me on how to get through, God, there are like thousands of wasps around me. Something's wrong. I don't know what to do. Is there something other than exterminators that actually keep wasps away? I mean, this is looking dangerous. I mean, I, I'll count just in my vicinity looking one direction right now. I see six of them in a very small area outside the house. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. There goes my napkin. I got to go get it. I love you. Bye. Oh, my God, you guys. Frankie, my cat her back right now i was just leaning on her and like kissing her and her back smells like maple syrup and this is what's weird about this is that my dog henry who is now passed away his back used to smell like maple syrup too and you know how like dog uh, pads on their paws smell like fritos um, sometimes cats do too. Occasionally Frankie's will smell like that. Not all cats, but I think all dogs' paw pads that I've known all smell like Fritos, which I actually love that. Some people think that's gross. I love it. Well, now there's something about animal smelling like maple syrup. And trust me, I have not dropped any maple syrup on anybody. Oh my God. It's crazy. Between, I don't even know what's going on. Between that and the salt on my lips... I just had one of the best times I've had in, well, I can't say that. I still had a better time probably when I went to the Sailor's Lodge with Damien. But I just had the best time with myself, which was sitting alone, well, with Frankie, in my yarn room, both windows open. It's a perfect day outside, meaning it's kind of overcast, kind of sunny, well, I don't know. Perfect day for me would actually be rain, but it's perfect in that it's just weather where you can have your windows open and it's the perfect open window weather. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I don't even know what I'm doing. I went up there. Oh, cause Frankie likes to be chased. That's her favorite game is for us to chase her around the house. And I have more mobility today than I normally do. Cause my back isn't quite as bad. So I gave her that cause the last few days I have been in a lot of pain and she just kind of looks at me and meows and tries to beg me to chase her around and I couldn't move and I also couldn't bend over enough to pet her properly and it was all really sad for the last three days. So today, since I am like 40% better, I, I thought, okay, I better chase this cat around. So I start chasing her around and we she wants me to chase her up the stairs. So chase her up the stairs and that leads right into the yarn room. And when I got up there, then she wanted me to pet her and I was just kind of petting her and then I felt the cool breeze coming through the window. So I go over there and I have a little couch set up right in front of the windows too with one of my Afghans and soft. I even have a stuffed animal in there. His name's Brad and soft pillow, soft blanket. So I just, I sit there and I'm looking outside because Frankie is now just bathing herself and I'm, there's not much going on. There are these little, yet tiny, adorable little wildflowers that are growing in everybody's yard right now. They're not dandelions. I should, I have a little app that will tell me. I'll go, I'll go find out what that is uh, later. But everybody in our neighborhood has so many of them. 
Um, I don't have as many as everybody else because I do, the yard is mowed right now, so they just got mowed away. But um, everybody across the street, especially in the shade, there is a lot. Well, is it in the shade? That doesn't make any sense, but it does seem to be in shadier areas. Lots and lots and lots of these things. Oh, hold on. My God, I'll tell you who cannot tell a story to save her life. It's me. I just listened back because I got interrupted and had to stop recording. And um, I'm like, I don't even know what I was talking about. You know how you get interrupted and then you're just in another hemisphere altogether. So I listen. I'm like, God, all I was trying to say, by the way, this whole long story about Frankie and chasing and yellow flowers and all this. Here's what I was trying to say. I actually did what I remember talking about years ago on the podcast, which is the Japanese term boketto, which is, I don't remember how you spell it, but it's something like B-O-K-E-T-T-O or something. And the, the, what that means is basically, I don't, I don't know, like staring, I don't know how you describe it, gazing vacantly from your window or something like that without thought, basically, like to be without thought and to just be, just to be boketto. And I actually did that for a long time. And it was sort of by accident, which proves to me that's, that's even better than if I had planned it. Again, I'm trying to just, God, I've got to breathe. Naturally, just get into a calmer existence. I want to naturally gravitate towards easygoing things. Do you see how I'm trying to talk slower? I mentioned it last week and I didn't reiterate and I didn't elaborate, but I'm walking slower. I'm moving slower. I'm doing slower. I'm being slow. And it is the best thing I've ever given myself. And how sad is that? That it's the exact opposite of how I am naturally. But I'm wondering, because I don't think, does everybody who deals with anxiety in a big way and has their whole life, do they all kind of move faster? Is an, Does anxiety equal quick and fast? Or is it just my version of anxiety? I mean, they do say people who are depressed are in the past. People who are anxious are in the future. They, they do say that. They all. They all say that. So I do wonder... And I would say I was mu- I've always been much more of a future-oriented person, um, and I'm trying so hard to be, you know, we all are trying to be in the present, right? But this Boketto moment, yeah, I was just there. I was just kind of in the window, and I always have a little, I have a really cute, I got it for like $35, this very cute, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like a, hmm. It's kind of an end table, but it it fits under your couch. And then I really don't know what you would call this thing, but I got it on Amazon for like $35 and it's a great little stand that you can, it's, it's small. It's probably 20 inches by maybe 14 or 15 inches. And you just kind of scoot it like the bottom part scoots under your couch and the top part, you know what it's like? It's almost like an airplane table like that one in front of you, but if you had it to your side or something, like if you're in first class and you have the kind that pull out, it's it's kind of reminds me of that. Not that I have a lot of experience with that, but I do know what they look like. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, the point is 
there's always books on there and there's usually a crochet hook and a little mini scissors and there's usually like one thing of yarn that I'm crocheting something with. So I sat there and there's this little book I've been wanting to look at. And so I just sat there and I, I actually read one of the pages to Frankie and that was nice. But then again, I caught the breeze on my face and I just look outside and I, I, it's almost like I didn't see anything, but I saw everything. There was this cute old man who walks his little dog. I don't know what kind of dog it is. A little tiny fluffy dog. Very cute. And he always just talks nonstop to her, but I can't hear anything he's saying. And I have a pretty good ability at hearing things, but I, I think he's just mumbling shit nonstop at him. You know, like old guy style. It seems like a very old guy thing to do. No offense to the old guys out there, but you know, you've been kind of mumbling your whole lives and you definitely want to, I mean, I'm sure I do it too. But anyway, he's just constantly talking. I don't know what he's saying. And then I saw him looking at our house for a long time. He didn't see me. I made sure to like put my book in front of my face so he couldn't see a human face in the window. And he, he just stopped and looked at the house for a long time. Then he walked three more steps. Then he looked at the house. Then he walked a couple more steps, looked at the house for good 60 seconds. I don't know what he was so impressed with. There's nothing to be impressed with right now, especially because our weather has been so cold that none of my awesome flowers are blooming. Well, that's not true. A lot of my cute wildflowers are blooming, but there are other, you know, it's just not very impressive. I promise. So anyway, it felt so good. And I also realized, I think, we'll find out later when I decide what to read to you guys this week, but I might read parts of that book on rest that I read about. I'm really trying. I'm really trying to understand rest. I'm just so not geared this way, but I'm starting to be, I'm starting, I told Damien the other night and he said he was really affected by it. Um, He's on tour and we were on the phone and I was distracted. I was also in pain, and I was just, like, not able to focus very much on the phone. I never am. I'm not a good phone person, and he is, and that's too bad for him because I suck at it. I just, I'm just, I just don't enjoy being on the phone. It, it, it just bothers me in general, no matter if I'm talking to somebody I love or hate. It's just not something I love. So anyway, he could sense that, and then I started to kind of talk about it, and I'm like, you know, I'm just having trouble being in my studio. I'm having trouble not being in my studio. I I don't know. I just don't know who I am anymore, and that is kind of how I feel, which I've never said anything like that. I've always known exactly who I am. Even teachers used to say that to my parents, I remember. Like, I've never known anyone more comfortable in their own skin as Robin. I've never known anyone who's so sure of themselves as Robin. I've never known anyone who knows herself more than, who's more genuine, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's true. I am who I am. I don't really put on airs at all. Um, But suddenly, because of this conflict I'm going through between being like a high achiever and a workaholic and all that stuff and me suddenly recognizing the faults in that yet wanting to maintain the positives of it and um recognizing that I'm probably shortening my lifespan if I don't watch out um and I actually enjoy life for the first time and for most of those years that I was working my fingers to the bone and my body to the grave basically I I wasn't enjoying life at all 0.0 as they say Does anybody know that reference? So anyway, um, 
I just wasn't, and I am now. And, but, but when I say I am, yeah, it's still in my studio. I love making drawings. I love it. Love it. I never want it to sound like I'm complaining. I have, in my opinion, I can't think of a cooler job other than maybe if you're Tim and Eric or something. Um, and even that, I don't really think that anymore. So I don't know. It seemed like it. Back in the heyday of Tim and Eric when they had their show on, that did, I was like, look at what they get to do for their lives. They just get to have fun and be ridiculous. That's so awesome. But I actually like what I do way more. I do, I do think, well, I don't know. I like books more. So maybe something with books I would like more. But anyway, the point is, so now what I'm trying to say is the reason I'm saying I don't know who I am anymore, I really don't because I've always been like a, a very one-dimensional person in, in that way is that I'm just geared to make a lot of artwork and to try to be good at this. And now I'm geared towards so much more also and still geared towards this in the studio. And I just don't know how to, I don't know how to adjust and it really has been a rapid change. Um, you know, I think I told you guys, I, and if anybody wants to know the information, please let me know. You can reach out at um, me reading stuff at iCloud.com or, again, in the comments section of an Instagram post is the best way to do it. I don't dip into the DMs very often at all, unless I've like been in front of you face to face and know, have known you for a long time, just because of my hacking experience and a lot of fucking weird experiences. And also none of us should have 2000 ways of people getting in touch with us. That's just not a good idea in my opinion. Like, let's just do, I wish we could all just decide on one thing. Can it just be email? Can it just be text message? Can it just be face to face? Actually, I long for those days. None of us are supposed to be this in contact with everybody. It's a, it's a very fucked up way to live. And I really, I really have a lot of, pro you can hear my anxiety click in when I even think about it. But anyway, if, if you guys, what I'm trying to say is reach out to me if you want to know the books that have helped me. If you have a workaholic tendency or a problem not knowing how to rest and relax and all of that. I've read now three books that have been really, and then I've been doing a workbook too on perfectionism that is really helpful. And, you know, I don't always read from self-help on here, but I feel like I have great taste in self-help, just like I have great taste in regular books. <laughs> so for me, I would say, reach out to me if you need to know those, or if you just have a question about self-help books in general. I have so many good ones I recommend. I think I've only read from Shambhala, The Path of the Warrior. I don't, I think I read The Twelve Steps of Al-Anon and AA on here. Um, what else? I, I think I read from, what is it called? Um, the Dance of Anger or dan Dance, The Dance of Anger? Is that what it's called? Um, and I know, I, oh yeah, Sherry Turkle. I've read from some of Sherry Turkle. I don't, anyway, it'd be interesting to see which self-help books I've recommended. Because I, and let me just put this out here into the universe. Lately, when I put things out into the universe, they kind of seem to happen. It's kind of nuts. Uh, but actually, that's kind of been that way my whole, maybe that's just the nature of the universe is you put it out there and it happens. But I know that's not true because I've also put out a lot of other things that don't happen. But um, I'd like to put this out in the universe. I have always wanted somebody. It doesn't matter who. This is usually a magazine or a, I guess online, although I just don't like it as much as in print, but it's like El Decor 
or Rachel Ray Magazine, which, by the way, I just found out is now defunct, which I'm very sad about. I know I don't talk about Rachel Ray on here, but did you know that I've learned a lot from Rachel Ray and that I love Rachel Ray? Even though I also find her annoying, I love the shit out of Rachel Ray. And she's actually an amazing cook, everybody. And she actually has great recipes. Don't, don't even, don't even try to tell me she sucks because she doesn't. Um, anyway, and I subscribed to Rachel Ray in Season Magazine and they included in the last issue that I got a little note to me from Rachel Ray that said, we are sorry after 15 years, we are putting a stop to this magazine. And you guys broke my heart because again, it's more and more in print things are just going goodbye. And anyway, the point is I want to be at, oh, Rachel Ray Magazine. Yeah, that is another one that does it. I can't remember. Magazines in general do this thing like, it's, I love the setup of them. They're one page and they have somebody on it. And of course, Art Forum does it. I've probably talked about this on here. God damn it, Art Forum, where they ask an artist or a filmmaker or whoever, um, what are your top 10 favorite things right now? Something, it's usually top 10 just favorites in general. And people will say, you know, like um, a perfume or a facial product or their favorite restaurant or their favorite book or their favorite artist or their favorite ex exhibition they saw or their favorite flower to put in a vase. Okay, I am like built on this. This is how I function is by constantly calculating my favorites. That's all I seem to do. That's all I do in my head is ask about favorites, wonder about other people's favorites, talk about my favorites in my head on the show all the time. Favorite, favorite, favorite. That's what I'm doing on this podcast every single week, along with a million other things, is talk to you guys about my favorite thing I read, right? It's show and tell. So these pages are show and tell. And listen, I'm not... I don't know who, I, I can't even think of, I don't know any celebrities anymore, by the way, except Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, because every time there's a commercial and I can tell they're talking about a famous person, like, or it's a famous person who's like riding in a car or a famous person making a funny joke on a commercial. I don't know who this person is, but I can tell they're a famous person. So let me think of it. Like Kim Kardashian, I do know her. So I know the big ones. I don't know anyone else. I don't know any of the musical guests on Saturday Night Live or the guests on Saturday Night Live. I don't watch that. I don't like Saturday Night Live. I never have actually. So, I mean, I do like certain people. Like I love Tracy Morgan and I kind of loved Tim Meadows uh, and Norm MacDonald. Those are my top <laughs> people. Uh, but anyway, so I know I'm not big enough to be asked by whatever, like Rachel Ray Magazine. Those are just real, like, huge celebrities. But come on, Art Forum? Are you kidding me? I've been doing this almost 25 years professionally. And I just feel, am I wrong? Am I an asshole for thinking this? I feel I have earned a chance to do the top 10 list on Art Forum. By the way, are they even still doing it? I guess I don't even know. Last I checked, they were. I've even tweeted at them that I think I should be asked. And I've threatened that I'm going to do my own. You know what? I'm going to do my own where it's actually printed out. What I love about it, you guys, is the little mini photo inset into next to the item. Like, let's say I talk about my, uh, they're called oriental poppies. These red oriental poppies that grow in my garden. Let's say they zoom in. It's like a beautiful little circle 
over like I could do the real life collage version which would would be the way I would want to do it anyway and then it's like I take a little iPhone photo of a poster board that on that's on my wall with little things that I printed out of what I love I mean I want to do it so badly like my favorite Etsy shop which is now this garden garden you know like cement garden ornaments I got my St. Francis on it and I'm going to get more things like I've got some squirrels what else should I get? I don't know. But anyway, I just want a whole landscape of, of like goofy looking, not goof. They're not goofy. They're beautiful to me. Anyway, I should be asked by somebody. Let's spread the word, please, that I should be asked. Oh, I know what I would put on there right now too. My full Adidas tracksuits. Like right now I'm wearing the brightest color red one, both the pants and the jacket. And I mean, I look, a little, you know, I kind of look like when Ben Stiller was in, um, what movie was that? Not Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums. I kind of look like I've got that outfit on. Wasn't he wearing something like this? I think, I think it's great. I just know that I love this outfit. And so I would put it on. I'm not saying I look awesome. I probably look like a crazy person, but God, I would love, and I have the black one. I'm about to get a Kelly green one. And this is my new studio uniform. How many studio uniforms have I gone through since talking to you guys on this podcast for seven years or whatever? Isn't June my birthday on this? Let's fi- I'm going to find that out. I'm going to look into it. But anyway, Boketto, that was the whole point of this, you know, 20-minute rant now that I've been on, which is that I got to experience staring blankly out a window with no thought. You know, and that guy who walked by, the old man, he was only there for, I don't know, like five minutes in my eyesight. There were some birds, there was a crow, there was a robin, and there were those yellow flowers. And there was nobody home, and the house is across the street. Never is. I don't know if everybody on that side of the street has gotten murdered recently. It it certainly seems so. Um, Also, I will say, why did I not know this? I've got a lot of people who also love their Nespresso machines out there. Hello, Nespresso. Nespresso Nespresso.com. I... Don't know why I didn't realize this, but I have now started to, um, so like do my Nespresso pods, my espresso pods of decaf on top of ice. I'm like, okay, it's like immediate iced coffee. Why did I not realize I could do this? Did all of you guys out there know you could do this? Kathy, are you listening? Did you know? And if so, why didn't she let me know? (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, I love you guys. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. I just scratched my head like really loud. I wonder if you could hear it. I have the, I love to scratch the back of my head. Do you hear this? I like it when I hear, I, I like it sometimes on podcasts or when Damien and I would send each other audios back and forth and stuff. When you can hear, I especially like this because of, because of men's facial hair. When you hear that, I can't do it because I don't have facial hair currently, but if you scratch your face, if, if I hear somebody scratching their face on audio and I hear the scratching sound of facial hair, I love that noise so much. Not in a sexual way, just in a, I don't know, I just, I just love that noise. And I love talking about noises we all love. I heard, I heard one the other day. Was I talking to you guys on the podcast about it or what? Um, I'll be thinking of other noises I like. And that's another question for you guys. What noises do you like? The, the classic is 
dry leaves and branches under your feet in the forest or god that crunchy sound is so satisfying so beautiful that's one of my top favorite noises um <laughs> damien and i have one where because my favorite cake you know and is the yellow cake boxed cake yellow cake with chocolate frosting and little the little round sprinkles on top the colorful round sprinkles and that first slice i have it recorded somewhere in my audio notes that first slice, when you put that knife to the cake, there's a noise that makes with those little dotted sprinkles because I put a lot of them on. Oh, it's the most beautiful noise. Yeah, Damien and I both love it. We, we like live for that moment. And I'll have to find If I can find it, I'll put it on here. All right, bye guys. Okay, guys. So it's a little different today what I'll be reading. You know, you're used to a certain thing from me. But I don't care. We're going to switch it up. I am. I think I've already talked about this in the bulk of the podcast about how many self-help books have been good for me. And today I am going to read from Alex Sujung Kim Pang's book, which is called Rest. And the subtitle is Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. Uh, there's a foreword by Ariana Huffington. I can't say I read it. I don't remember reading it anyway, which is rare for me. I always read a foreword. Do you guys always read the for Well, no, that's not true. I always read an introduction, but I don't always read a foreword. I think they're usually horrible. What do you guys think? Anyway, the reason I'm reading this, okay, so for those of you that don't know, I really do have a serious, serious workaholic problem and a perfectionism problem. And it's not, it, trust me, it is not just about my, my work as an artist and the drawings I make. It's not, in fact, that is a small part of it. It has so much to do with just the way I am. I mean, for instance, one of the reasons I think I have problems with friendships and not having people over and stuff is because I'm terrified I don't, I don't like people to come into the house unless I spend like three days making it look really awesome, you know, and making sure they have, I have every single food and drink item that they could possibly need and extra toothpaste and extra, you know, whatever's it's, uh, so stuff like that also never, I'll never forget this. I once lived, well, I lived in Chicago in a high rise and this is heartbreaking to me. Somebody who I truly loved, who was not, did not live in Chicago, just happened to be visiting, but these are the days before cell phones. And um, I had been, I had been at home for several days and I think I was really depressed or something and I looked terrible. I remember feeling like I looked just terrible. And um, I got a call. We had a front door person, Lolita. Lolita called me and said, hey, you have a visitor. And, they, and she said this person's name. And she is right in front of him. And I said, I couldn't come down. So he knows she's talking to me. And it probably to him seemed really rude and horrible and it was, you know, technically speaking, that is really rude and horrible. I haven't seen this person in a long time. I loved him. He was amazing. Great person. Um, and I was just like, I can't have him up here. I look insane. I, my apartment looks insane. Uh, who knows? I was probably crying. Or, uh, re like recently, I don't know. Anyway, 
that's another form of perfectionism. Like all of these things, like expecting too much from yourself, expecting too much from others sometimes, all sorts of things. But anyway, but this is more about rest. So anyway, rest, why you get more done when you work less. Um, Alex Pang is his name, P-A-N-G. And I'm just going to read some of the highlights. And this is only from the first 30 page. I have so many highlights in this book that I'm like, I don't know where to begin with this, but I just wanted to share with you guys a few and and wanted to shout out this book because I think it's really good. I don't know how many, I'd love to guess how many of you have a problem not resting enough. I don't know. I just feel like everybody has that problem nowadays. I really do. And I think that people's overuse of smartphones and social media and just knowing everything that's happening in the world every second that it's happening is also taking away from our abilities to rest and to find any peace. And I'm very genuinely concerned about that. And um, I can't tell you how concerned I am about it. I see changes in people I know very well because of this. And um, I don't think it's a minor problem. I really don't. You may think I sound old and boring and... I don't know, too idealistic or something, but this isn't how humans are not meant to be this plugged in to everything around them. They're just not, we're just not meant for that. Uh, I, I constantly think back to, as if I lived then, but back to before you could even really write letters to people and, you know, or those stories about places you know, like villages that aren't, still aren't connected to the world or when you're, I mean, connected to the internet and stuff where they don't know anything that's happening and they're perfectly fine, you guys. They're fine. They don't need to know everything. Human beings don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. You just don't. Like, I, I tend to feel awful when I realize later, like I've talked to somebody, but I didn't know something happened 15 minutes prior to that in the world that I didn't know about, like something horrible or horrific. And then, you know, or like how people get on top of people when they post something on social media or something like happy. And they're like, real cool of them to post that happy thing on the day that so-and-so happened in Kansas City. It's like, you guys, maybe they didn't know. Not everybody needs to know everything. Anyway, I could obviously go on and on, but poor Alex Pang, he's sitting here waiting for me to talk about his awesome book. Okay, here are some things about rest. These are just points, and these are just my highlights. So this says, 19th century doctors worried that the fast pace of urban life and speed of railroads were too much for the human brain and that nervous disorders would become epidemic. Well, hello, 19th century doctors. What the hell do you think now? I mean, <laughs> I didn't even realize this first highlight would be about this, but do you see what I'm saying? If they were worried that railroads were too fast for human beings to adapt, then I'm pretty sure they'd have a problem with Twitter. All right, here's another one. Rest is not something that the world gives us. It's never been a gift. It's never been something you do when you've finished everything else. If you like how I'm, I'm talking to you guys like I'm lecturing you. If you want rest, you have to take it. You have to resist the lure of busyness. Make time for rest. Take it seriously and protect it from a world that is intent on stealing it. Exactly. Twitter and Instagram. All right. Restorative daytime naps 
Insight-generating long walks, vigorous exercise, and lengthy vacations aren't unproductive interruptions, Robin. They help creative people do their work, Robin. That is the stuff that never seemed true to me until now. I now see that. And I've wasted 45 years never allowing myself this. I hope to God this isn't just for me. I hope to God somebody's listening to this and needs to know this. And I hope you're younger than me. And I hope you, this can be a wake-up call. That life is not about your work. And I say that as somebody whose work is their calling, I know for a fact that I was put on earth to do that. Probably do some other things. And I think that the way I love and care and, um, you know, disarm people with, um, I don't know, I'm curious about them and stuff. I hope those are other things. But really, I know that I have a purpose and that my drawings are my purpose. I just, I just really truly know that. And I've known that for a long time. And I think it's becoming more and more clear as I get older. However, I wasn't meant to do it the way I've been doing it. And then I also say to myself, well, you wouldn't be here exactly in this place in life if it weren't for the way you were doing it. So it's all whatever. This is how it was supposed to play out, I guess. But right now I'm regretful that I didn't rest more and have more fucking fun. I'm really regretful of that. It makes me very sad. So anyway, here's another one. We should see rest as an opportunity, period. (laughs) We should see rest as an opportunity. When we stop and rest properly, we're not paying a tax on creativity. We're investing in it. I like that. All right, skipping ahead. The brain in sleep gets busy clearing away toxins and doing physical maintenance. This is important for preventing degenerative neurological diseases. I mean, along with a million other things it talks about later. But yeah, I need to know that. Like, that sleep is highly important for all sorts of things. Like, preventing all sorts of diseases and also clearing out toxins And also, there's a part I think that I highlighted that I'll read to you. It's basically about how the researchers of the brain have figured out that the brain in rest shuts down a certain part of of itself and then activates all these other things that are not activated when you're awake and in motion and not resting. It's so interesting. I also just love the term deliberate rest. Like, not the kind that I've done my whole life, which is just passing out because I'm so fucking exhausted all the time. Like, deliberate rest. Nice rest. I talked to the woman at my ophthalmologist, and she told me. I don't remember why she even told me this. I wasn't even asking about it. Normally, I ask everybody about their sleep habits. Like, I don't care if you're the pharmacist. I don't care if you're my best friend. I don't care if you're the guy across the street. I will ask you about your sleep habits if I've ever been around you. I love knowing this stuff. I think because I've always known I need better sleep habits. But anyway, um, she just opened up and told me, she goes, you know, and she was about my age. Ever since I was a child, I have gotten up at 545 and gone to bed at 1030. I've done this my entire life since I was a kid. And then she kind of told me why. And now her daughter does it, her teenage daughter. And she she went on and on how much she loves that. She's like, and all I do is I lay down in bed, and in one minute, I'm asleep. And at 5.45, I don't set my alarm. I wake up at 5.45 every day because I've been doing it so long. I found it so fascinating. I'm like, 
Oh my God. I mean, even still, I'll some nights go to bed at 3 a.m. Some nights I'll go to bed at 9 p.m. Some nights I'll go to bed at 11.30 a.m. or I mean p.m. And then, you know, the time I wake up, I always want it to be 7.30, but sometimes it's 1 p.m. I mean, this is apparently so bad for your body. God, I cannot through, have I ever had this much trouble reading from a book to you guys? I haven't. If you're new to the podcast, this is not a typical podcast. Everything about this one just seems a little off and crazy, but I don't care. All right. Um, It's possible to rest in ways that are challenging and rewarding that make you, ways that make you happier and healthier and literally make your mind work better. I love that. Um, now this kind of harkens back to some Sherry Turkle stuff. Research is now frantic, fast, superficial science won over slower, deeper, and more profound work. And they're talking about how sad that is, sad that is for both neuroscientists and artists, uh, people of all kinds. And, um, it reminded me of that thing. If you go back to whatever Sherry Turkle episode I have on me reading stuff, I believe I read from the part where she interviews doctors and all of these new young doctors, they have ways to just search your symptoms on their little computer or their little device or whatever, and up comes what you have, right? But if you're doing research in that way, and even the way they learn in school is different now, it's not like pouring through a million books where you're just, you just have to read. Let's say 90% of your, what you read has nothing to do with what you're trying to learn. But because you have to read all of this in order to get to the meat of the bone, you are like, or maybe the bone of the meat in this case, you are getting this well-rounded understanding of things. And that's how it was for me as a young art student, going to the library and having to look through the art indexes in order to find anything. There was not really the internet. So I couldn't just go, oh, I love Donald Bachelor's paintings. Let me look up Donald Bachelor. And there are Donald Bachelor's paintings. And maybe you'll find some other shit in the Google image search, but it's just not the same thing. It, you're just not getting, I, I mean, I... God, I really am sounding like, you know, like the old person in my day, I blah, blah, blah. But, and, and I, but I do think a lot of this was better. I'm just really concerned these days. And I know I sound like a bummer right now, and I'm really sorry about that, but that's just how I feel. Okay, here's another one. Before the 18th century, the boundaries between work and rest weren't so clear cut because they were talking about how shot, or he was talking about how shops and homes were mostly the same thing. They were in the same place. And so a lot of workers during that time naturally worked only long enough to provide for their basic needs. And we don't do that anymore. Ambition has taken hold and everybody's, not everybody, but people are just trying to get better and better and more and more and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't know. I like the idea of just working enough to provide for our basic needs, which I have a lot to say about, actually. Okay, I'm almost done. The amount of work that goes into an idea does not determine its importance. When we treat workaholics as heroes, we express a belief that labor rather than contemplation is the wellspring of great ideas and that, and that the success of individuals and companies is a measure of their long hours. Um... And then a side note, real ideas emerge from contemplation and deep thinking. So this was more about, you know, like all of the, I don't know, technological, sorry, my chair's squeaking, um, 
technological companies, whatever you call them, you know, San Francisco and all that stuff, um, you know, just realizing the way they were overworking their employees didn't actually lead to anything good. It's the people who just have these great ideas out of nowhere that actually made all that happen to begin with. But um, uh, it really reminds me of a lot of my own problems in the art world where I try to not always talk about how long things take me, but it is just a part of my process. It's just kind of how it is. What I do, what I make is laborious and takes a long, longer time than a lot of other people's art. Um, besides a lot of us uh, renderers, shout out to you, Tyler, um, and a lot of other people. I, I, I do have a lot of people who draw, who listen to this podcast. So shout out to all of you. But I will say that I never want people to think that that's the important part about what I do. That just is a, that's just a part of it. Just like, you know, the fact that my hand is shaped this way is a part of it. But that's not, I don't think that's the importance of my work. I would hope that it's the images and the scale, whether it be small or large by that, by the way. Um, anyway. Okay. And then one striking characteristic of the brain in its resting state is that it's barely less energetic than the engaged brain. Now, this is the interesting part. And let me read another part that I've saved here. Okay. Um, just as a doctor might want to know a patient's resting heart rate and blood pressure before measuring them during exercise, it's good to map a subject's brain when they're resting. When Rakeley started looking at scans of people's brains when they weren't reading text but resting between tasks and staring at a blank screen, he was surprised to see that the subject's brains didn't just quiet down. Instead, a second, different set of regions switched on. When people turned their attention outward again, that region switched off and other regions lit up. This resting state activity wasn't just scattered or random either. It was as coordinated as when people were reading. So um, that researcher was R-A-I-C-H-L-E, who also worked with someone named Biswal, B-I-S-W-A-L. My two favorite researchers, Biswal and Rakeley. Um <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't actually know them at all. So I have a, that's only page 36, everybody. And this is a, you know, an average size book. I don't know how many pages it is, but it was, it was longish. And I will say that it's just nonstop, great information, um, a great breaking down of a lot of really in-depth research um, on the brain and rest and, and your physical well-being, And then a lot of good, just kind of inspiration. So there you go. That is, uh, where did all my notes go? Oh my God. I don't know. Okay. That is Alex Pang and the book is called rest. Why you get more done when you work less. And I will put a link in the description of this podcast on where you can buy it. And remember buy from your independent bookstores, not from Amazon, please. Okay. You guys, I think I've done just about enough damage for one night it's good to be getting this out early. Um, it's still Wednesday where I am here on the West Coast. Uh, but anyway, just a reminder, this podcast, I know it's not for everybody. And when I say that, I really, really, really mean it. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me that this podcast is made for maybe like 12 people in the world. So the fact that anybody else is listening, by the way, let's celebrate. I forgot to celebrate this. I was number two on Potomatic this week. 
in my section, whatever my section is. And that's really, really cool. I wasn't far from, I was also like number 120 on all the podcasts that are published on Podomatic, which is kind of a big deal. So that made me feel good. So thank you guys, everybody, all of you for reaching out, for listening, for sharing with a friend. And I always appreciate you guys writing a review on whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts. Um, And remember, you can still check out my show online. The online catalog and viewing room are on the Susan Inglet Gallery website, inglettgallery.com, I believe it is. If not, just check the description of this podcast. I am linking it there. And you can always check out all sorts of stuff about me on my website, robinoneal.com. There's also books always available in my shop, which is robinoneal.com forward slash shop. So if you want a book of my work, they're always available on there. I even have a discount if you want a damaged book. And when I say damaged, they're just like barely crinkled on the front. That's it. So it's kind of a good deal if you ask me. Um, Remember, what what do I want you to remember today? Uh, Buy real art from artists and makers and don't buy like, I don't know, posters or something. I mean, posters are fine, but you know, when I start looking at Etsy so much, I'm just like, there's so much cool shit on here. Like recently I looked up something, I was like, I don't know, mountain sculpture or something. And for like $25, I got this amazing wooden mountain sculpture from some guy. I was so impressed. It was, it was just crazy. So, you know, buy things that real people are making. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think this is obvious. Put your phone away. Start with maybe just an hour a day. Just put it away or get it out of your fucking face. Seriously. I'm so sick of this. Buy a real alarm clock. Number one. Don't, and then put your phone in a fucking drawer until the next day. Don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. You all know, you all know what I'm talking about. It's a bad idea. Smartphones are very dangerous. They are. I'm going to keep saying this until you guys believe me. Um, Collect some markers. That seems like fun. Paint your nails. Always fun. Or your toenails. If you're not ready to present to the world, just put put them on your toes. Paint your toenails. Glittery. That's what I recommend. Turn on the lamps. Turn off the overhead lights. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. You're doing your best. I know that. God help you. Heaven help you. Be happy. Buy that thing you want. And happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy Pride Month to everybody out there. All right. I love you guys. Goodbye. Try it again. Did you hear it? Yes. Okay, do it one more time. Okay, I don't think it'll happen because now there's cake on it. Let's go. <laughs> it kind of did it, didn't it? <laughs> this is oh, gonna... now you're fucking with cake. <laughs> All right. Okay, we try. This is going to be my piece. <laughs>